welcome to the very first episode of Next Chapter Podcast. I am your host, Katie. It feels so weird to be talking in front of a microphone again. It's been two years. Um, I also want to quickly add in if you hear any noises in the background, I sincerely apologize. It's definitely my dog. Um, So I just wanted to get that out of the way. But yeah, it's really weird right now to be talking in front of a microphone. Um, I am a little nervous. I made myself a cocktail before this, which I have already finished. Um, I also, I've never talked in front of a microphone by myself. Um, When doing dysfunctionality, it was always both Alexis and I. Like, we never did solo episodes. So this is also quite weird for me. But bear with me. We're going to get through it. I feel like I can talk to a wall, so this should be fine. Um, I kind of wanted to make this episode like a fill-in-the-blank episode because it's been two years. Um, The very last episode that we made of Dysfunctionality was in April of 2020. So a lot has happened from then until now. Um, To put that into perspective... (laughs) April of 2020 was still basically when COVID was, like, brand new. And I feel like COVID now is, like, old news. Um, So, yeah, I'm just going to start there. Um, So, yeah, back in April of 2020, I was living with my mother. Um, I had graduated college um, the year prior to that. So I had been living at home for about a year at that time um, with my mother. I was working as a paraprofessional and a waitress, which was crazy. Um, And I definitely talked about that in the other podcast, so I'm not gonna get into my jobs too much. I will say around that time, I don't recall if I mentioned this back then, but it's fine, we're gonna get into it now. Um, At that time, I was really looking to become a teacher. It's what I went to school for, what I wanted to do. Um, So I basically spent all of my free time from April until June or July applying to teaching jobs and doing interviews. And I ended up applying to 127 teaching jobs in the state of New Hampshire. And out of those 127, I only had seven interviews. And out of those seven interviews, I only got one job offer. So as you can assume, I accepted that one job offer. I feel like that makes me sound like a piece of shit. But in reality, and any fellow teachers out there can feel me on this, it is so hard to get a teaching job without any experience. And I feel like that applies to like any job. Like I've heard that in plenty of different career fields, like an entry level job, but it requires like five years of experience. Like it doesn't make any sense. Um, So yeah, I basically had zero experience besides being a para in my student teaching. So I feel like that was just not what people wanted, especially in the midst of a pandemic, like keep that in mind. Like they had just finished out the school year going remote, which like has never been done before. 
So that whole summer I'm applying to jobs and like having zero clue of what the school year was going to even look like. Like I had no idea of what I was getting myself into. All I knew was that I needed a job. I needed a job with a salary and it needed to be a teaching job. That's what I went to school for. Again, that's what I wanted to do. So I was really determined and I was like, no matter what the school year is going to look like, I just need to do it. I need to send it. Um, so yeah, eventually in, I want to say like late June or early July, I did get that job offer and I just accepted it like right off the bat. I didn't even wait. And I'm glad that I did because I didn't receive any other job offers, but I just accepted it because I had been so stressed and so like consumed with applying to jobs and taking interviews and all this other stuff that I was like, I just want to be done. Um, and weirdly enough, uh, the specific school that I got the job offer at, I actually had received a job offer the year before for a teaching job there as a kindergarten teacher, which I did accept at the time, but my teaching certification, my license, it was all fucked up because it took me forever to pass the science praxis test. Um, if you don't know what that is, don't even worry about it. It's just a test that I have to pass to be a teacher, but I'm terrible at science and it, I had to take that test like seven times. I finally passed it and I literally got the exact score, like minimum score that I needed to pass. And for some reason, the state of New Hampshire was like all fucky with my license. So they offered me the job and then a week later they uh, retracted the offer and they were like, you don't have your license in hand, so we can't offer it to you which sucked because for like an entire week I was literally like hell yeah right out of college I got a teaching job like fuck yeah but then it didn't happen and so towards the end of that summer I was like you know what I can't wait around I ended up um getting a job as a para at the elementary school where I went to elementary school and when they had hired me they had told me that they knew that they were going to have an open teaching position at the end of that school year. And so they were hiring me as a para with the intent of hiring me as a teacher. Well, so the last podcast, we I didn't get to fill you in on what happened at the end of the school year. But needless to say, uh, they did not stick to their word. And they hired someone else for that open teaching position, which sucked because... I was such a kiss ass. I did everything they asked me to do. I dealt with like such shitty situations as a para and I loved that school. And honestly, I think still to this day, if they offered me a job, I would totally work there. But it just sucked because I was like totally expecting that. And then they kind of didn't say anything. And all of a sudden it was like going around the school that this person who also was a para got hired as that teaching position and it was only because she had long-term substitute experience and i'm like okay so once i found that out that was when i started my job hunt where i applied to 127 jobs um but yeah so that entire summer i that's all i did was just apply to jobs filling out applications um and doing interviews also, I don't know, no, it definitely, I don't know if I would have talked about this, whatever. Um, but because of COVID, 
I was obviously remote. I was at home and being a para remote, like how can you even do that? Basically for the last like two and a half months of school, all I did was like professional development work. Like all I did was listen to podcasts, watch videos, watch like webinars, read articles, read books. And then I would have to like write reflections on it. Like that was all I did. Honestly, easiest thing in the world. It was like to the point where it was too easy. Um, so I'm totally not going to complain about my two and, last two and a half months in that job. It was insanely easy. But as you know, I was also working as a waitress. Well, the restaurant was obviously closed and they had no idea when they were going to reopen. So they basically um, let all of us go. And they said, if you want to stick with us, um, when we eventually open back up, like we can't promise you the same hours that you had before. Like instead you might be getting like three or four hours a week. And I was like, Okay, so during the summer, when I typically would work there full time, I'm now only going to be getting maybe like one shift for three or four hours. Yeah, I can't do that. So basically, I was like, okay, I lost my job. And I had just purchased a new car. Like, literally like two weeks or three weeks before um, I lost my waitressing job, I had just bought a car. And I'm like, cool, so now I have car payments, student loan payments, and I'm gonna be making like zero dollars because as a para, you don't get paid over the summer. You only get paid over the summer as a teacher. So I'm like, great, fantastic. I just lost my source of income for the summer. Well, I ended up getting a job which was like just as easy as um, me listening to podcasts and writing reflections. I got a job at this little boutique um, and I basically just spent my days steaming clothes, hanging up clothes and cashing people out. And it was just a super tiny little boutique. So it really was never busy. Um, my boss there was super chill. I could literally go into work and if no one was there and like the whole store was like re ready and like set to go and like nothing had to be done, like. I could literally sit there and read a book or go on my phone and go on TikTok or like literally just she had a chair at the desk and I would just sit there and scroll and scroll and scroll through TikTok until someone came in. And obviously when someone comes in, I have to like look busy and presentable. But it, like I said, it really wasn't busy. So that was like the easiest job ever. She even paid me through Venmo. So it was like under the table. Honestly, a blessing. And the store closed at the latest it was open was like five o'clock. So I was done work every day until I was done work every day, like at five. And she gave me like 30 or 35 hours a week. So it, it was perfect. Like I got to enjoy my summer. I got to work under the table, a super easy job. And yeah, it was fantastic. Um, so now bring me to like mid August of 2020. Me and my boyfriend at the time, we got a townhouse together in Manchester. So I moved out of my mother's house and I moved in with my boyfriend. At that time, we had been dating for like three and a half years. Um, so yeah, we felt we were ready, um, especially because the job that I accepted for teaching was in Manchester and he also worked in Manchester 
And this was before he was told that he was going to be permanently remote, like indefinitely. So he was like, oh, I'm going to have to go back to the office at some point. Like, so Manchester was just convenient and like the best location for the both of us. Um, so yeah, we moved into a townhouse together. It was perfect for the both of us. Perfect size, like literally just perfect. And so two weeks after that, I started my new job as a teacher. And let me just say that was just a shit show. Um, I started the school year remote. And when I say remote, I don't even mean remote at my home. I still had to go into school. Like I had to go into the building and sit in my empty classroom and sit at my desk on my computer and teach that way. And the reason why they made us still come into the building is because apparently when they went remote the year prior in March or April or whatever, I guess there were teachers at this school who would literally just like post videos to watch on Google Classroom and like that was it. Like they wouldn't log in to like see their students and teach their students. Like they would just like post videos and be like, yep, like that's all I need to do. And then they'd go like grocery shopping during the day or go to the beach or like do whatever. So basically they just were using that as a time to like not do their job. Um, so they basically needed to babysit us, which sucked. Um, you know, actually it really wasn't that bad. I lived like less than 10 minutes from the school it was nice because it got me like out of the house um, and I got to actually like interact with people um, like the other teachers that I worked closely with. Like I got to talk to them every day and um, I had like all of my supplies and materials there and everything and all these resources to use like teaching, which was good for me because again, this was my first year teaching. So I was, we were remote and I'm, you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes as remote because I was remote, but not remote. Um, we were like that until like mid October and then we went hybrid. So we had some kids in the school, some kids online, which was insane. And then I can't remember when, I think it might've been in November, December. We were hybrid until then. And then our school flooded. <laughs> So we couldn't even go into the building. So then we were really remote. Like I was teaching from home for like two or three weeks while they figured that out, um, which was pretty crazy. I absolutely loved working in sweatpants and just being at home and having access to like my kitchen. Like I didn't need to pack a lunch. I could make my own lunch. And it was just so nice um, for those two or three weeks. Honestly loved it. Um, okay, fast forward to um, January. I am back being, and I air quote, remote. So I'm back in school, but kids are not in school. Um, and my ex-boyfriend and I, so my boyfriend at the time and I had decided that we were ready for a dog. We wanted a puppy. Um... And he was the one that was, like, really pushing on it. Like, he really wanted it. I guess, like, his entire life, he's always had a dog or a puppy, like, at his home. Like, his family's always had dogs. I had a dog when I was younger, and he died when I was, like, seven or eight. 
and that's the only time I've ever had a dog. And then other than that, like I had cats. So I wasn't like super like pushing it, but he was, and I was very much like, you know what? That's fine because he worked remote. So I was like, you're going to be the like primary caretaker of this dog. So if you're pushing for it and you realize that you're going to be the one that is taking care of it 90% of the time, then fine by me. And he knew like financially as a teacher, I make like three cents an hour. Um, So I also made it very clear to him that I was like, I can't buy this dog. And you know what? I know that there's mixed opinions on this, but we did buy our dog from a breeder. Our thought process behind it was that Yes, he's grown up with dogs before, but, like, he's never taken care of a dog. I've never taken care of a dog. And so we felt as though if we had rescued a dog, it could come with other things. Like, it might have PTSD. It might have anxiety. It might, um, you know, be scared of things that we're not aware of. It might come with a disorder or something, which all of those things are fine with like okay obviously they're not fine but like I feel like I can handle those things but not for my first dog like from this point on if I were to ever get a dog again I will 100% rescue um I would feel a lot more prepared now if I were to rescue but for our first dog we really just wanted to get it from like a reliable breeder and just start with like a fresh puppy So that's what we did. We got our puppy from an amazing breeder in Oklahoma. We had him flown out here. His name is Ash. And he's a miniature Australian Shepherd, but like not really miniature because he's freaking huge. Um, But technically a miniature. And we got him on March 7th. So... Um, from January to March, we were basically just like preparing for the puppy. So we got him March 7th. And let me tell you, if you are thinking about getting a puppy or like that's in your mind somewhere, holy shit. I have taken care of infants before. I've taken care of toddlers before. I have literally basically taken care of a room of 25, seven and eight year olds And I will tell you that taking care of this puppy was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I am telling you, you've heard it here first. I will never get a puppy ever again. I will only rescue dogs that are like a minimum of a year old. Minimum. I'd prefer even like two or three years old. Um, I'm, I don't regret getting Ash as a puppy. I'm still glad that we did that. It was a really big learning experience, but oh my goodness, it was just so insanely hard. And I, I could honestly make an entire episode about him as a puppy and having to deal with that and take care of that. And like the depression that like fell over like me and my boyfriend at the time, like we were constantly thinking like, did we do the right thing? Like can we handle this? And ultimately, yeah, we could, but like we did a lot of our research and like there's this thing called puppy blues and it's literally compared to, um, postpartum depression. Like it was so bad, 
But yeah, I could honestly make an entire episode about taking care of him as a puppy and like that whole experience, like mentally and physically, because it was absolutely insane. Um, so yeah, then come to, you know, I finish out my first year teaching. It was pretty crazy. Um, and then that summer I got a job at a local medical center, which was literally like two minutes from my house as a secretary. So I worked there full time over the summer, like did like an eight to five or eight to four thirty or whatever, Monday through Friday. It was such a breeze. It was so nice. Like genuinely loved that job. It was really boring, like just answering phones and talking to people on the phone all day. But it was nice because during the summer I was in a very air conditioned building um, and I was just doing very like simple work. And it was eight to five, which I feel like is the normal job hours. So like I wasn't missing out on anything. I had my weekends off. It was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Did that for the whole summer and then started the next school year. Um, and this is where things get a little messy. Um, so I do intend on sharing a lot about my personal life on here. Um, I'm not a super like secretive person. I'm a pretty open person. But there are a few things that I am going to keep a little more private. Um, so yeah, uh, as you know, Alexis and I were literally inseparable, like absolutely best friends, did everything together. Well, I'm here to update you all that her and Andrew, who um, if you listen to Dysfunctionality, you would have met him in one of the episodes, but Andrew was one of our best friends. Her and Andrew moved to Nashville, Tennessee. They've got a apartment together and they literally like spontaneously like up and moved. And so me and our friend Danielle, we drove down to Nashville with them, helped them move and everything. Oh my God, it was so fun. The drive was like terrible, but doing it together made it like honestly not as terrible. So we get down there helping them move and everything. And we're just all so excited. We None of us have ever been there before. So they moved down there like blindly. Like they saw an apartment online, got it, and then moved right down. Like they had never been there before. So this was all of our first times being in Nashville. And so we were so excited. We went out like every single night. Me and Danielle were there for, I want to say like four days maybe once we got down there and moved there. Or, well, we didn't move there, but we helped them move down. And we were going out every single night, going to brunch during the day, like unpacking like here and there. But basically they were like, we're really in no rush. Like once you guys leave, then we can like hone in and like unpack. But like we want to like, you know, experience Nashville with you guys like while you're here. And that week that we were there, we even we all got matching tattoos. Um, it was crazy. It was like one of the best weeks of my life. I loved it. And then um, me and Danielle, we fly home and I'm getting ready to start the school year because that was like beginning of August that we went down there. And me and Alexis's birthdays are at the end of August. And so her and I were talking and she was like, oh, I wish that you could like come down here for like our birthdays so that we can celebrate. And I was like, oh my God, me too. Like that would be so fun. But I was just there and like I really do not have the money at all to go down again. And so that was just kind of like what I was really wanting to do. And so my boyfriend at the time and my mom 
saw that like I really wanted to go down there. So they both split the cost of my flight for me to go down. So I went back to Nashville at the end of August, like right before the school year started, um, to celebrate me and Alexis's birthday. And Danielle even ended up booking a flight as well to meet us down there. She was going to be there a day or two after me. So I think that we would have overlapped our trips by like a day or two. So we'd have like a full day or two together. And then I was going to fly home and then she was going to be there for like another day or two after I left. Um, but so again, like I said, I'm going to keep things a little bit private. But basically what happened was I made a very large mistake and I cheated on my boyfriend at the time. This is no excuse, but I was like obliterated blackout drunk. Again, not an excuse, just setting the scene. And I made out with another man. Um, and this man also happened to be interested in Alexis. Um, so long story short, um, that is basically what ended Alexis and I's friendship. So from that point on, her and I have no longer been friends. We're not in contact with each other. Um, I actually have not even seen her since then. It will be a year from that uh, in like two months, so like end of August. Um, yeah, so that's that was really hard. I did basically go through like a friend breakup. Like her and I had been friends for 18 years, so that was one of the hardest things that I had to go through. Um, it really took a toll on me because like it was my fault. I was the reason for it, so... It was just hard to like grasp and wrap my head around that. And again, this is uh, quite controversial and I know that it was wrong, but I decided to not tell my boyfriend at the time because I was like, it meant nothing. Something like that would never happen again. And I'm just gonna literally block it from my mind, which... I don't even know why I decided to do that because he would obviously be like, why are you and Alexis not talking anymore? Um, but yeah, I just decided to go with that. And obviously in the end, it ended up biting me in the ass. Um, so fast forward to about um, like end of September. So this is like a month later. Um, you know, my ex starts asking questions and my lies just end up getting bigger and bigger and more complicated and it's I can just tell that like this is not going to end well um and basically the lies just keep coming until March of 2021 so keep in mind up until March of 2021, you know, I'm still living with my boyfriend at the time. We have our dog trying to keep things as normal as possible. But from August until March, he was very, uh, like questioning me and like why I was acting so different. So March of 20, no, 
March of 2022. Sorry. I'm like, my timeline is totally off right now. Again, I, I warned you ahead of time that this episode was going to be all over the place. But okay, fast forward. We're in March of 2022. This is like seven or eight months after um, the incident. And I ended up going out with some friends that night. And long story short, I drunkenly kissed another man. Um, I'm not going to get into any other details on that. If you know me personally, then you've probably heard the details. That's another thing that I'm going to keep more private. But um, yeah, so basically at that time... My boyfriend at the time, he found out. Um, someone told him about it that night. And genuinely, I would have told him. Like, for that to happen again, like, I'm, I obviously, like, clearly have to tell him. So, yep, yeah, uh, he found out. And basically, that was it. I was kicked out of our apartment. I couch hopped for about a week. And then I stayed with my mom for a week. And then um, finally found my own apartment. Honestly, I love my apartment. It's really cute, very, very vibey. Um, and I made sure to find an apartment that was dog friendly so that Ash could live with me. Because let me tell you, if I was going to lose my boyfriend and my dog, oof, my life right now would be a real different story. But I was just kind of like, no, there's, there's literally no way that I'm going to lose this dog. Um, which for a while I went back and forth about because I felt really selfish taking him because my boyfriend at the time, he worked remote so he could spend all day every day with the dog and give him attention and take care of him. Whereas I would be going to school from eight to three thirty every day. But I told myself it's fine. He's not going to be crated or anything. So like I made sure to find an apartment and I set up my apartment for like keeping that in mind. Like, so there's nothing that he can like get into. So when I'm at work, he has full reign of the apartment. He can walk around as he pleases. And then I have him in daycare once a week to get more of that energy out. As soon as I get home from work, if the weather's nice, like we either go on a walk or I take him to the dog park. So like, I feel like I'm making up for not being here from 8 to 3.30. Um, so that does make me feel a little bit better. But yeah, I got my apartment and keep in mind during this time, I want to say I started in like, November of 2021, I got a therapist. So before me and my ex had even broken up or anything, I started going to therapy because like the whole incident in Nashville was like eating me alive. And like, I was like questioning everything in my life. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to therapy. So since November of 2021, I have been in therapy and still am with the same therapist. She is like my BFF. I love her. And I'm hoping that in future episodes I can share some of the wealth because I know that you know resources to mental health and all that can be somewhat difficult to um, get so I'm hoping to again share some of that wealth that I am getting from her yeah so basically now we're at present day I am living in my apartment with Ash I am working as a teacher 
I actually just finished up my school year, so my second year teaching about a week ago. And that whole school year was in person. We did not go remote at all. I'd say for about half of the school year, we had masks. And then the second half of the school year, we weren't required. So it felt a lot more normal. My students were allowed to sit together and work together and play together. And like, so it, it was honestly really great. Because at the end of my first year, I was questioning if I even wanted to be a teacher anymore. Because if I had to be a remote teacher, like, permanently or if we were going to do hybrid or whatever like it was not enjoyable it was not fun I did not like it so I was like if I have to do that again I won't be a teacher but this past year I really did like it I enjoyed it and it reminded me of what I went to school for and why I want to be a teacher um yeah wow okay I've already been talking for 30 minutes that's crazy Again, like I said, I can talk to a wall and filling you guys in on two years of my life, especially with all of these crazy things that have happened. Um, it's a lot, but um, I'll briefly talk about what happened post breakup. But again, I feel like I could make an entire episode about that because that's something that I feel like a lot of people went through. Um, but yeah, basically I got into a really, really deep depression. My anxiety was at like an all-time high. I was really depressed. Like, I think I went almost two weeks without like eating anything. I think within two weeks I drank like a total of like three smoothies in that span of two weeks. Like it was so bad. I couldn't eat. I barely showered. Like it was, it was disgusting. I was calling out of work all the time. It was really bad. Um, but yeah, like I said, I can do an entire episode on post breakup because that was like, it sounds so cheesy and everybody says this, but it literally was the hardest time of my life. And I do also want to say like, I want to make this podcast like very real, but also like, I don't want it to be depressing either. Like a lot of stuff that I'm going to talk about is very probably depressing, But I do also want to, like, fill you in on, like, the more fun and, like, lighthearted things of my life. Like, I recently joined Bumble BFF and, like, I met some friends off of there. Um, A couple of them, like, I've been hanging out with a bunch. And so, like, I am attempting to, like, make new friends. And um, just recently, I pulled the trigger and I downloaded Hinge and... I've gone on like a couple dates. Um, I've been going out with my friends like to bars and stuff and like trying to like have a good time. And I feel like I feel like I'm, you know, just about at like my new normal. Um, But yeah, so there's definitely a lot of good things that have happened as well. I don't want to focus on like the bad depressing things. Um, Yeah, I feel like that's pretty much it. I mean, currently going forward for this summer, I'm going to be working as a nanny for two beautiful children. Um, one of which is six months old and the other one is a year and a half. So lots of diapers, but I think it'll be super fun. I'm going to try and do so much stuff with them. So I guess that's it. I appreciate you for, uh, sticking around for, a little over a half hour and listening to me drone on about two years of my life 
which you could probably care less about, but I'm really just trying to set the scene, you know, for future episodes, give you an idea of where I'm at. So from here on out, these episodes, will I'm going to try and make them more focused on like one specific topic, like my breakup or puppy blues or, um, you know, honestly finances that's something that I'm having a really hard time with trying to figure out or you know managing a social life while also managing a job or I can make an episode about teaching but that's probably gonna be boring to 90% of you so I probably won't but honestly yeah I'm gonna try and make each episode focused on one specific thing so this was kind of an episode that was all over the place But yeah, thank you so much again, and I hope that you will join me again next week. Mm